Carl Wood is South Africa. Shout out to Carl Wood. Hey, this is Dale Howard, and you're listening to Kyle Word. How you doing, mate? You okay? I'm good, thanks. And you? Thank you so much for taking the time to jump on here before, I mean, I know it's a busy schedule. Uh, how's things going on your side? Yeah, all right. Um, just looking forward to, to coming over to, to Joburg. I've not been over for a, a, few, a good few years now. I think the last time I was in... The last time I was in Johannesburg was at Truth, so it's it's going back. It's going back quite a while. I've been over to South Africa a few times since then, but um, it's been like Cape, Cape Town and, uh, and some other places. So I'm excited to to get back to Joburg. Yeah, likewise, we're excited to have you back here. I mean, international artists coming out here and uh, playing a Truth, you know, which is uh, as you know, you know, it's a very premium underground venue here in South Africa. Um, I can tell you now from the team at Truth and everybody here this side as well as myself, very excited to have you back. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So, so I must say, and I, I have to just jump in here. Um, so I have been a fan since uh, I first heard Pulsar on Tongue's Essential Selection. And, uh, you know, not only having not only having that record featured, but also being slotted as a future star on the show. What other moments have been surreal for you as, as things have developed over the last couple of years? To be honest, I kind of just feel like... I've just got imposter syndrome, to be honest. Um, I kind of I struggle to I struggle to understand that I'm doing what I'm doing. I kind of think that I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing it, or that it can all end if that makes sense. Particularly after what happened with with COVID, just to not do anything for 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 pretty much two years. Um, I kind of, I've kind of forgot for for a while that it's it was my job and it's and it's what I do. So, because I mean, I, like you might you might know this. My my girlfriend had a baby during lockdown, um, so all my time was pretty much just shifted away from music and was just focused on just being a dad, really. So uh, it's like it's a it's a big adjustment having having a child. So that kind of combined with everything that was going on with lockdown restrictions and essentially not not working for a year and a half to a plus now going back into it i feel i kind of feel it feel, it feels weird adjusting back to tour it touring again so like the moments that have happened in the past they seem like they seem like a lifetime ago to be honest i kind of feel like i'm start i kind of feel like i'm starting starting from scratch again um after having a having a kid i mean the time in studio has been uh, reduced a hell of a lot i can imagine oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's been that's been severely cut down yeah at, at the moment how how is the production going um and how would you say you know i mean a big thing for me uh, when I chat to artists from around the world is, you know, with records, for example, such as Real Love or Gani, at what point um, when you're working on a record, uh, do you reach that moment of, okay, I've got to cancel all my plans and I've got to jump straight back into this and finish it and just go down the rabbit hole with the record? Weirdly, I, I, that's what I was I was saying to myself yesterday about a track that I'm working on. Uh, so I'm hoping that I'm going to have it finished for by the time that I leave on Friday. Uh, so so hopefully I'll, I'll be able to play it at, at truth but um for me it's i've kind of had to le- relearn how to how to structure my production time really um over the last last couple of years i used to spend like get all day in the studio in my, in my studio and it wouldn't be an issue but now it's i'm finding it i'm finding it 
a better way to have a work to for a better workflow for me to have maybe two or three different tracks going at the same time and then spending maybe an hour or two and then just constantly flicking between track and between different tracks so i'm not um i'm not kind of getting bored or my ears are getting saturated with the same sound and i'm then tricking myself into thinking that it's good i like to kind of keep if i work between different we have different pro- projects open up um then i'm all I, I never i can never really then trick myself into thinking that something's good because i'm listening to something for 20 minutes half an hour and then i'm working on something else until until I find something where I think, right, I've got another like a synth, a synth element that will work or a chord or something, and then I'll work work on that and, and develop it. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of workflow, it's it's definitely changed from how how it used to. But like you like you said, the, and this week is something where I've found thought that I need to. Um, I need to really focus on one particular track and get it get it locked off because I've spent quite a lot of time on these last three tracks because I'm, I'm it's, rather than doing one track at a time, it's you know I've got three things on the go, so it takes a little bit longer than to to to, to finish each one off. Yeah, and that that's interesting. I mean, how often do you find that uh, there's ideas in one project file in one track project that you know, you end up swapping a couple of uh, production ideas across. Does that happen often? Quite, quite often, yeah. And, um, and I think because over the last, because I've, like I say, because I've had to think about, for me, it's more the, the time has, has really got, got to matter in the studio now where I could spend a two or three days in the studio and if I didn't really get anything done, it wasn't really a big deal why now. I just don't really have that luxury of being able to dedicate three solid days all in one go to, to to being in there. So for me, it's it's about I can work on a project and I might think, well, yeah, I like I like this, but I can I could also see this working into in another track that I'm working on, or I could have a baseline sorted. And I think, well, if I turn the if I change the one of the oscillators on this, or turn the cut off up a little bit more and make pull the sustain up, so it's a little bit more of a techie bass, then that I've essentially designed a new bass line then to put into another song. So stuff just kind of one thing can just kind of lead into another, if that makes sense. I can be working on one track, but then I can end up essentially coming up with the foundations of a separate track while I'm working on that. Um, so it's just a case of then just saving it as a new project and then I've got the two ideas and just flicking between the two and seeing which one works. How do you find uh, being, you know, from uh, being home in a studio environment versus working on the road? Is that something that you're comfortable with or do you prefer to just keep it locked into one area? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always just produced produced at, at home really. That's, that's for me, it's all, I've always liked to do, have little breaks, even when I've been spending all day in the studio. I've still always had a similar principle where I didn't want my ears to become saturated because I've I've done it in the past when I was first starting out where you're working on something and you think that it sounds great and then when you actually have signed it or three months later, you think, oh, this is dog shit. Yeah, for me, I try to make sure that I'm definitely 100% happy with something, even, even if it's like two, three, six months down the line. Nothing ever. I don't. Well, I don't like making stuff that um, that I might kind of get sick of in the future, which which 
fortunately enough, I've not I've not done that for for quite a long time. The the, the one thing that I've noticed over the years is, especially of late, is um, music and tracks that have been released over the past couple of years. Their lifespan has is is tremendously short. Um, mm. And I'm sure you've noticed that as well with records that you play in a set two yeah. months ago versus some that you uh, you yeah. know you come across now again. I mean, it's not something that you can play, and yeah. that's something I've noticed with your music that you can play records that have been out for a good couple of years. And uh, the DJs yeah. here, myself here, and a couple of uh, many of the other guys here that um, play, you know, it may not necessarily be brand new, but the track still holds its own. I mean, and and I totally respect that, um, you know, holding off and releasing anything and keeping it in in the bank up until that point because i've spoken to a couple of other artists that do the same versus others that you know just release release them and uh, in hindsight it's, it's quite often the case that it's something that they wish they probably didn't put out where you could actually have a long period just to you know sit with it and be happy with it and that leads me to a point of apart from the fact that you may always want to have fresh ears on the record and go back and forth to making sure that you're happy with it at what point when working on a particular record, can you say that you're absolutely happy with it? I mean, after a good couple of months, after a year, and at what production point um, are you 100% happy to release it to the world? I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, a bit of a like an ambiguous answer, but you kind of, you can't when you kind of know, you just, you just know really. You, um, it depends if you you could you could obsess and be meticulous over tracks and you would never get stuff finished but you have to you have to strike a balance between being happy with something and also um appreciating that you have to have a steady release schedule so you 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 might have tracks you might have tracks that you think oh this might need this might need like a little bit more polishing for another another month or so but really as you say because music is becoming so disposable you haven't got time to not have something out for, for two months I, i've i've done it in, in the past i think that i think i even had had a stage last last year where i didn't have something out because for about nearly three months because one of my releases got moved around and to have to not have something out for that long you know, a lot can change in three months so um it's it's important to just trust what you've done and be like this is this will work and then just just try try your best to get it signed it can take it can take long enough to get music signed so you don't really have the luxury unless you're a, a huge art that might only release once or twice a year you don't really have that luxury where you can spend three four five months developing a track because then it could take three months to get signed and then you, you and it might take six months before it comes out so it's been over a year before you started before you finally got the track signed uh, finished and signed and it's out stuff could have changed drastically in that time so um yeah you've just got to get to a point where you know that it's there's enough about the track that it'll work on a club that's how i always look at it is is it going to work in a club because I, I i make i make music for people to dance so not for and obviously, I know people listen to music all over the place, but in the back of my mind, it's always, would, is this going to go off in a club? And then if I feel like the answer is yes, then it's, it's good to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's get let's get rejected by loads of labels now. <laughs> but, I mean, you say that. I mean, geez, you, you, you have this 
heavy, heavyweight record label list that you're part of. I mean, surely there's not a long way to have a record signed. Well, you think you think that, mate, but <laughs> I I, uh, I do I get I get rejected an awful an awful lot. Um, even even like Gunny, I know that like Gunny got re-released on um, on Repopulate Mars, and I I sent that the first the first person I sent that to was Repopulate Mars to get signed, and Leafos didn't want it, and then yeah, and then t- two years later, everybody was everybody was playing it. He then loved it so much that he wanted to license it from Techni. Um, so like it's, I wish I would, I wish people would have been so high on that when it first came out, because it might've been a different story for the track. I think when it first, when it came out originally, it peaked at number 12. And then when it came out on Repopulate Mars, it got to number 12 again. So, um, yeah, I know. So you just, you, you never, you, I just kind of never seemed to. I, I might seem like I like work with a lot of labels, but I, I feel like I wish stuff would just work out a little bit differently. Sometimes people would just take a chance on my music at the time rather than being a little bit later on it. But it is what it is. You know, this happened with um, an artist I spoke to the other day, um, Avion, who did Pieces, and that was released in, I think, 2020 or something. And this TikTok generation had, re- yeah. had, had basically got it to a point of having it re-released and just blowing up and the, like this is the thing is that once you've released a track you never know how long it's going to actually take because it can be instant um or it can be like a year or two later that it gets picked up again and there's just new life yeah. just you know breathe back into it which which is amazing and, and gunny for example i can tell you now i work on a, a radio show this side of just from a production point of view and that track no matter what every time it gets played on the air the response is phenomenal so it's amazing to hear that it that it really has um oh, nice. you know re-energized over the past couple of years yeah i mean yeah it's still people are still playing it now I think is it when did it, when did the first release it was it 2020 I thought I released the original uh, it's going going back a few years now so to see it still kind of getting played and going off is a is a is a good feeling before I let you go um you know it's just the mandatory basic of current shows at the moment and how they're looking for truth on the usage you've been here before yeah what can the team and of course everybody that's coming expect this time round. Well, I've got a late flight on Sunday, haven't I? Back, so you can expect a bloody good party. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant! And I'm going to be brilliant. I'm, I'm going to be playing a lot of uh, a lot of bangers. We'll say a lot of, and a lot a lot a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that I haven't played before either. So um, yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to, to to play. You had us at bloody big party. That that's all that really matters, man. <laughs> I'll 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 definitely be there as well as well the rest of the crew. So I'm hoping we can get to have a drink together. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. I'm looking forward to it, mate. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, then we'll see you on Saturday, and uh, we'll chat to you then. And travel safely. We look forward to it. Cheers, Kyle. See you soon, mate. See you. Later.